Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is a special episode. Today, um, I'm talking only about the Netflix miniseries, Hollywood. Hollywood! Everybody wants to be an actor. No, okay. So yeah, Hollywood. So that is the special for today. So if you haven't seen it yet, um, there's going to be just uh, minor spoilers, but there will be spoilers throughout the whole, throughout this whole episode. So, and yeah, yeah, just if you haven't watched the whole thing yet, which is actually a pretty quick watch, it's about seven episodes. Um, I think the longest one is an hour, but like mostly they average around 50 minutes or so. And so, um, before we start where you can find the cruising podcast is at YouTube at Cruising Podcast, also at, um, um, oh my goodness, at, on Apple Podcasts, also wherever else you can find your podcast, podcast needs, that's where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Also, where you can find updates of the Cruising Podcast is at Cruising Podcast on Instagram, also at Nice Town Finest on Twitter. Why is it not, yeah, whatever. I can continue to say this and I still don't know what the hell, how to do it on Twitter. So, uh, welcome. You know, uh, today is a very special episode. Um, this this mini series came out this weekend. It's actually been very like under the radar kind of. It came out of nowhere, to tell you the truth. Um, I heard about it maybe like a week or two ago, and then I for, I completely forgot about it. And then also Netflix made us forget about Space Force that's supposed to be coming out for um with Steve Carell. That's supposed to be coming out uh, May 27th, so I can't wait for that to come out because Steve Carell is coming back to television, baby. All right, let's talk about Hollywood. Sorry, Hollywood. This is made by the creator of um, American Horror Story, which is his name is Ryan Murphy. If you haven't seen American Horror Story yet, I advise you to watch the first season of it and then come back to Hollywood and you will see that the atmosphere, just the atmosphere alone, has in the, the type of cinematography have the same, it's practically the same all the way through. And it's a very familiar. And so, and also you have a familiar person in Dylan McDermott, who was in the first season of um, of uh, American Horror Story, uh, Murder House. And then, you know, this show is about up and coming an actor, a director, screenwriter, well, two actors, three actors, goodness gracious, three actors, a screenwriter, a director, you know, um, all trying to make a film or trying to make their way through Hollywood at first. And then they all come together to make a film about a very true event of Peg and, and Twistle and, and Whistle, who jumped off the Hollywood, Hollywood land sign in 1924 um, due to being cut from a movie. And it like for real, I didn't know in the 1940s they were doing even shit like this then. You know, um, is loosely, very, very loosely based on real events. Like, that's a real event. You know, you have real people like uh, Hattie McDaniels. If you don't know who Hattie McDaniels is and you're black, we got problems. All right? That was Mammy from uh, Gone with the Wind. She's the first African-American or black person to win an Oscar for her performance as Mammy. You're welcome. And then uh, also, 
there's yeah, you know, there's quite a few. There's real event. I mean, real movies that came out like Great Expectations, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which you know, it, it, some some great movies that came out in nineteen forties. What's this? Nineteen forty eight? If I remember correctly, yeah, this nineteen about nineteen forty eight. You know, nineteen forty, right after the war. Let's be real. It's right after the war, and so it's following a group of people. And it's an ensemble cast. This is how you know this is Ryan Murphy's hand at work. It's because it's not always about one person. The movie, the, the shows, that, that like especially American Horror Story, it's about the ensemble that instead of just one person. Like, yes, it started out with Jack trying to become an actor. And we know that, you know, he was like the main person to begin the movie. To be, God dang it. To, get, to begin the show. But then we cycle on to everyone else, you know, and it, it actually, you know, Rock Hudson was a real person. This, okay, so I said this about Stephen Amell. We know who Sheldon is, uh, Jim Parsons. This, like, him and Dylan McDermott were, like, the only two people, and, and Queen Latifah, were, like, the only two people I really recognized as, you know, that I recognized through this show. And, um, so when I say that about, when I said about Stephen Amell, that he's kind of being typecast as Oliver Queen, the complete opposite happened here. Jim Parsons, I couldn't see him as Sheldon. He was such an, he, he played such, Sheldon was an asshole, but Sheldon didn't go to a different, to that different realm that, you know, Jim Parsons character went this time around. And I, I really, I really, 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 really enjoyed his character, it, even his character development. He didn't really develop until the last, like, couple minutes of the of the show, you know, and I, I think that mm, this is what needs to happen with people that, you know, they start in a show for about 10 years. Hold on, I'm trying to. Make sure I get the IMDb of this bad boy. So, for like 10 years, like to me, if you're going to do that, like like Daniel Radcliffe, for example. Daniel Radcliffe, I was like, man, you had to get over him being Harry Potter when you watched Guns of Kimbo. Because that is not Harry Potter anymore. That's Daniel Radcliffe playing a whole different role. And also, he played in Tusk. You know, you got to understand, like, I literally just clicked on this. There we go. Okay, thank you. So, the show Hollywood is is like it, it takes us back in time, and so Jim Parsons' character, who I can't, I cannot remember his name for some reason. What was his name? Henry. Henry was a gay man that that was forcing young actors. He's really forcing himself upon young actors, and he really. He really touched on um, uh, Rock Hudson a lot. You know, it was a lot of things that was going on with Rock Hudson. And then also, uh, Dylan McDermott's character, Ernie, he ran the um, the gas station. Now, this gas station, yeah, um, gas station slash automobile shop that we know, slash brothel. Let's be, it was a brothel, too. And so... He, that's where Jack started working at when he met Ernie inside the bar. All hell breaks loose after this. 
you know, he's he practically becomes a whore and has a wife, at, and Jack has a wife at home who is pregnant, which she finds out are twins. And also, there's a huge twist on that one also. <laughs> there's a huge twist about those peoples. But they're trying to get this movie off, um, but Jack meets this kid named um, Archie, Archie Cole. Cole. Is it Archie Coleman? I think it was Archie Coleman. Yes, um, fuck, man, I didn't even have to do that. So Archie Coleman, he met Archie Coleman at one of these little triple X theaters. You know, back in the, oh, just in case you're a kid, or just in case you're like under like, whatever, <laughs> under 25. Well, under my age, practically. Back in the day, there used to be straight up theaters for porn. And the guy that Jack met is Archie Coleman. He met Archie Coleman in this theater, um, dressed up as a fake cop. And, uh, he found out that Archie was a screenwriter. And, and also Archie has, it, it, this movie showed you, it's not about what you know. It's about who, you know, and they can, those who, you knows can open up a door, can kick a door wide open for you. And this is what happened throughout this whole entire show. Archie knew Raymond. And um, Raymond was a director trying to get a movie out. The first movie he was trying to get out was supposed to have an Asian actress as a lead. I forgot. I know her last name is Wong. Annie, a anime Wong. He was trying to get her to be the lead of his movie. Lead of one of his movies that he was trying to come out with. But she's had drinking problems. Also, she was Asian. And that that's, you know, this is 1940s. A lot of racist motherfuckers is out. You gotta understand, racist motherfuckers is out here. But, on the other hand, nobody knew that Raymond was, you know, he's Asian Filipino. He, he says this very early in the show. The thing about Raymond is that he has a girlfriend that is black. Now, he's acting as if he's, he's blending in with the white crowd because he looks white. I guess he's, I think he was mixed with white and, you know, Filipino. And he really looked white. And he can pass. That's literally his whole stick throughout like the first couple episodes is that, alright, yo, he can he can blend in. And so his girlfriend was black. Now, there's a couple instances where we see mixed couples in the 1940s. And also we have a gay mixed couple in the 1940s. This is the this you know, it, it listen, America was a completely different place back in these days. It just and it takes you to a time where, like, even today, in twenty, it's 2020. And we're still coming around the fact that gay couples are getting married. We already came to a fact that, you know, black people can win Oscars. Now, when I say this thing is loosely based, the first black actress to actually win a main, you know, the uh, lead actress award is Holly Berry. Just to, you know, just that's good trivia for you. That main first main is Holly Berry with Monsters Ball. She was the first. And I think Jamie Foxx, was it either Jamie Foxx or Sidney Poitier won the main actor, uh, the lead actor too, for Oscars. And I don't think Sidney Poitier won. I got to go back and see. Oh, well, screw that. So Hollywood is based on these act, these, these people are trying to make this movie 
um, about, like I said, Peg and, and Twistle. Um, so Raymond had to do a different thing. He had to, you know, reverse course and be like, all right, well, we're going to make Meg. No, we're going to make Peg, who is written by Archie Coleman, who is a black guy. What people were afraid of, of course, back in these days is that you have a black screenwriter. You have an Asian director that nobody knows that he's Asian, but he is an Asian director. And then they re- and then they doubled down and they said, you know what? The better actress is the black actress. We we have to we have to do this. And uh yeah, this is where things get a little topsy turvy. So they decided to double down. This is how you double down. You make it a black actress. Uh, you know, woman actress back in the 40s, and then you put black in it. And then also you have a gay black screenwriter. You have a Asian Asian uh Asian American director. You have a gay supporting actor. You have a, a prostitute as the main supporting actor. <laughs> and then another main supporting actress is Asian. They said, fuck everything else. We're going to kick down all the doors and we're going to see if we're going to burn this bitch down. And what they did was that they became a symbol. And that's what it became. But you know, this is what people need to understand. This, this type of stuff, when you show bravery, it, comes out as brave. I mean, it comes out, it can come out as a success. And this movie showed, I mean, God dang it, this show, because they're making a movie, because this show shows you that you can be whatever type of walk of life, no matter what, together, a dream can come together. You can come from any type of walk of life. No matter what, nobody can stop you. Only you can stop you. And also kicking in the right doors. Like, Jack definitely kicked over the right doors. He, like, he, you know, he was a prostitute. And, you know, he was trying to find his way into becoming an actor. Of course, he smashed his way through having a, what, he, I think he, he smashed out the, uh, the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, staff, no, not staffing. Well, she's staffing. Screw it. She was like the main staffer for the studio. And so she was like, yeah, you know, let's get that guy. Yeah, him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, they even called him by name when he first got, when he got a role, when he got the screen test. Also, he was banging out. He got to bang out when we first see him. The, the, um, the owner of the studio's wife who becomes the owner of the studio due to the owner of the studio having a heart attack out of nowhere while actually cheating on his wife. <laughs> this thing, yo, I'm telling you, this this show was full of debauchery, greatness, and it, 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 it was a message. This is a huge message that in the 1940s, even though this, even though this part isn't true, that there was a film that had a black lead um, and all this together. That actually a film about Peg and Twistle. This is actually, I don't think there's actually a movie about her. 
But it gives this message of doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you are. We're going to make this shit happen. No matter what. And also it's, you know, who you know. It's about who you know. You know, sticky dick or something else in the right places. You know, you never know. You never know. You become a, somehow you become a movie star after that. Rock Hudson was actually a real movie star. Actually a real movie star. And actually, I know if you haven't seen the screen test part yet, sorry. Like I said, this thing's full of spoilers. I said this in the beginning. But the screen test that he did to try to become uh, Sam in the Meg film, he had 67 fucking takes. The real Rock Hudson had, for one line, they said one line, took him 37 takes. This is the real one. And also the real Rock Hudson was gay. And also he passed away from AIDS complications in 1985. Yeah, I, I did my homework on this movie. <laughs> okay, I did, my movie. I did my homework on it. But Rock Hudson will later on be, I mean, like later on from 1940s, he becomes a very, very, very influential actor, which is crazy. I said, wow. And he, and he also his real name was Roy. Was Roy something Schreider? Schreider? Something Schreider. Is Roy something Schreider? Not Roy Fitzgerald. So that's a real person. There you go. Hattie McDaniels, real person. You know, it, 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 I love how he was. It, it was kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was almost, it was literally once, it, actually, this was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In a seven-part series, but about Hollywood. Now, actually, they 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 showed us every part of becoming an actor, size prostitute, to being a director, to being a screenwriter, to being this, that, and the third. And then the ending, the ending to this movie, the ending to this this series. Now, I think it's just a mini series. I don't think they're coming back out. They might be coming out with another season. They kind of left it up in up in arms. So what I'm about to tell you guys that if you haven't seen this yet, close your ears, close your eyes, whatever you need to do. But they made a movie, another movie. They're all making another movie. This time, they're doubling way down. <laughs> this time, they were doubling way down. Um, And they are making a full-on first ever gay movie movie with gay leads with the same cast they got you got the same director you got the same screenwriter you got rock hudson you got jack as the two mains and they're shooting it from the gas station and what i loved about the ending was really it was a beginning and that's what makes it amazing about this mini series it opened your eyes to what can happen if you just get if you have a dream and you fucking follow it and you are brave enough to follow it that's what it was that's what it is and the 1940s was fucking probably the hardest time to be a minority it it, it right the hard, well I'm sorry. The 200 years before that, the three, 400 years before that, yes, that was difficult to be minority. It was difficult, definitely difficult to be black. 
But the 1940s was, you know, we're just getting out of World War II. We're just getting out of World War II. The sentiment towards Asians were horrifying, which is kind of fitting for this time, which is kind of scary. Once again, this movie is showing that history has repeated its fucking self. That is 70 years ago. That's 60 years ago. That's almost 60 years ago. And we're at we're here. That's crazy. No, that's almost 70 years ago. And we're here. In night in 2020, from 1941. Let's think about it. 1941 to 2020. The Asian sentiment was horrible. People hated Japanese Americans at or really Asians because motherfuckers try to say they don't know the difference because they're pieces of shit and they don't try to figure out who is who. And also, not they're in America. What, what the fuck did you think? Did you think they were ones that just said, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna kamikaze Pearl Harbor and then we're gonna, you know, stay here." What the fucking you stupid fucks. So, if. 1940 sentiment with the the Asian Americans was fucking horrifying. Also, there was separation between blacks and whites. Of course, this is the 1940s. Segregation was a real thing, and you show it with Hattie McDaniel's not being able to go get her own fucking Oscar. Just in case you guys didn't know that story behind that too, she was not allowed to go to get her Oscar until after the ceremony. I don't even think she watched the Oscars that year. This is 1920s that I'm talking about. When Gone with the Wind came out. I don't know when Gone with the Wind came out. I actually, funny story, I was watching, we got to watching in school one day. I literally got through five minutes of watching that shit and I fell the fuck asleep. That's just what happened. It happened. I was a high schooler. That's not what we do. Why would you not give us colored film? That's just, what? That's just, you want me to go to sleep. That's, like, that's just how I feel. It was black and white. You turn off the lights. You got me comfortable. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to be knocked the fuck out watching a black and white movie. Sorry. My bad. You need to put color into it. Maybe splash a little life into my eyes. And then maybe I'll stay the fuck awake. But that's just not what happened there. Okay? I went to sleep. Who cares? But um, but no, Hattie McDaniels was not allowed to go into her own Oscar. Uh, into winning her own Oscar. She had to wait to get her Oscar. It's bullshit bullshit it's 1920s sorry it's just times times have changed psych the coronavirus is here right we are dealing with dumb fucks dealing with um asian americans in a horrible fucking way they the abuse has gone up due to this coronavirus and um and just dumbasses, man Dumbasses attacking americans other americans that fly the flag of freedom, just they, their ancestors were actually born in a different country. I mean, we don't have segregation, but, you know, there's still, we still got time. Um, it's just, it's sad. It's sad that you can watch this film and be like, wow, this is relevant. It, it's sad to watch a 1940s based show <clears throat> and it's relevant today that is fucking sad i'm sorry it, it's sad and it pisses me off but it doesn't take away of the greatness 
that this seven part miniseries did. It did. They did an amazing job with this. They they definitely kept us. They kept us on a on a on a you know on. They kept us at the edge of our seat. Um, you're just sitting here like, man, please just, please somebody just make the right decision. That's all you just, you're just like, man, I hope they make the right decision here. Will they make the right decision? Shit. I don't know. Fuck, man. What would I do in this situation? It makes you think, what would you do in this situation? And it's just, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time. You know, because if you fuck this up, if you fuck this up, your studio will be under. You have nothing but scrutiny behind you, and it's a dangerous time, a very dangerous time to be a black person and also an Asian person because motherfuckers will drag you out of your fucking house and hang you. Motherfuckers will go to your house, put a cross in your in your in your um in your lawn and light it on fire, which is hold on. Let me let me get this off my chest. I don't give a fuck. Here's my question. The KKK and all these motherfuckers. Y'all talk about being Christian Americans. Right? You're mad. You're angry about Jews. Jewish people. And you're burning a cross in people's people's lawns. I I had yards and lawns put together. don't, Don't judge me. You're burning crosses in their lawns. Isn't that kind of like blasphemy? That's kind of hypocritical, right? You like you say you're Christian, but you're burning the cross. Isn't that counterproductive? A little bit. I'm not trying to like sit here and say, "Hey, maybe you should try something different. Maybe not be KKK members and actually go out in the world and figure out other people in this life because you're the minority." And um, maybe figure out, you know, hey, this person might actually be fucking cool. Maybe I can have a beer with this guy, but. You were stuck in a time, 1940s, actually, when the KKK was born, and, uh, yeah, uh, you're stuck there. Y'all stuck with that ideal. Okay, some of you that wear Confederate flags and shit, just, this is a lot, like, how are you stuck in the 1800s? We're in 2020, that's almost, it's it's almost 200 years ago, I heard some weird-ass noises. It's like almost 200 years ago, and you still bitter about this? Okay, uh, it's just it just doesn't make sense. Just because you know this is what these people had to deal with in the 40s, you know, and it's sad because we there's probably people that don't report it or it's not being seen. They're still dealing with this bullshit in like the backwoods, you know, you know, yeah. It's just it's just how it is, right? But it shouldn't be because this piece is, you know, you're just a fucking idiot at this point. And then don't, don't get it twisted. We have some dumb fucks, you know, that's still trying to fight the fight of like oppression. But let, like, yet you got like this big ass house, you know, and, and, you know, you put food on the table and the cops, you say hello to them. You know, it's just shit just you know i just want to make sure so everybody knows i'm not just trying to play one side of the coin even though i'm fucking black but it just it's crazy that we still we can go i haven't even fucking walked um we can go from the 1940s and 2020 and not really see a big fucking difference except for technology
so socially, there's no fucking difference. It, it's it's mind boggling. It's so mind boggling. And also, we got a dumbass president. Uh, 1940s wasn't too bad. <sighs> That's gonna get me divisive. That's gonna get real divisive real soon. Now, hopefully, it does. Please come comment on it if you got a fucking problem with me talking about this. Because I, I, if if you have a problem, you're mad about me saying this shit. You're the fucking problem. That's just point blank period. You're the problem, and it's just it. This is how you be. This is how you look in the mirror and you be real with your fucking self, like and be real with society. Society right now. I'm a proud American. Oh, I'm gonna burn this. I'm gonna uh, have the American flag on my chest. I'm gonna hold the American flag, and motherfuckers are gonna stand for the President's allegiance. What? Hold on. What? The fuck is going on here? Like, ah, uh, wait, what? It's 1940s. Did we fight World War II again? Shit. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. It, it just. I really hope this film kind of opens a lot of people's eyes in that fucking for in that form too that like hey jackass we're 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 here we're still there we're still in that mindset that mindset like black people are just coming out of slavery there's still segregation women just got just became able to vote just became able to really own businesses successfully. Finally have a voice. And gays can't walk on the street hand in hand. In a loving fashion. I mean, one of those finally, like a few of those finally happened. A few of those finally, you know, at, we've gotten better. But it can be improved. You know, it could be, it's still improvements to be done. So, that's just where I'm at with that. Sorry, I know I went a little political, I went a little societal on y'all asses, but just, this is the impact this movie should have. I mean, God, fuck, man. This series should have. Also, the movie. Also, the movie within the series. It, that should be the impact. Because think about this in the 1940s, there weren't black actresses. There weren't a lot of black actresses. Uh, if they were black actresses, they were playing the maid or playing something like a dummy, something below the their white counterparts. There wasn't a black lead. I don't think there was a black lead until really Sydney fucking Poitier, until black exploitation came out. That's the fucking sixties. That's the sixties and seventies. That we finally started seeing leads, black leads. Asian actors were being played, Asian characters were being played by white people. In the most, in the most stereotypically racist way. Breakfast at Tiffany's gives me, a, Breakfast at Tiffany's, we, it actually, what's crazy is, is that they couldn't find black actors in a movie. And so they started dressing up in blackface. This is why I have a problem with blackface. It was based off a racist fucking character. N motherfucker had blackface with big lips and big red lips. How many fucking black people do you know with that? How many? Really? That's the stereotype? So that's why I have a problem with that. So for this movie, to sh I mean, for the show in, in the movie to show that 
just one person can give you that fucking hope. Like a Barack Obama becoming president gave one black person, black kid, a, a thought that, oh, that can happen for us. It's not an old white dude. It's a it's a black guy. A younger black guy at that. He plays basketball? Put a basketball court in there? We can do that? Hold on. I can become president of the United States? I can be the leader of the free world. Are you serious? That can happen. That's what you should get out of this type of shit. Out of this movie. That's what you should get out of Barack Obama being president. That's what you get out of, like, Jordan. Jordan was the first sneaker, was the first guy to make billions of dollars off of sneakers. Like, I can do that. That can be done. It gave you a chance to dream. And that's what Hollywood, the, the miniseries, I feel like really did a fantastic job with. Is that, you know, the actors were fantastic. They played the roles like they were in the 1940s. Like Jack. Jack was always up someone's ass about trying to get a role because he was fucking hustling. Like, even if he's asking a million questions, you feel like he's getting annoying to you, that the audience, he's going to get annoying. But to, like, people that, you know, are business people that are not just successful business people, but trying to become successful, that's a fucking hustle. That motherfucker right there was grinding the whole time. Archie knew the right people. Archie knew Raymond. Raymond knew that he would have to sacrifice his dream of having um having an Asian lead and Annie Mae Wong. Annie Mae Wong was a huge actress before World War II happened. You know why? She stopped getting lead roles. She became an alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. All the rest of that all the rest of that stereotypical actor shit. He wanted an Asian lead. But he was like, man, I might have to just curb that. And double down. And I'm going to have a black lead. We're going to piss off everybody. Let's do it. And then my best supporting actress. Will be Anime Wong. Got it. Just this movie. Did so much. For a time. That was divisive. That was division. They might have brought back. They might have brought together a fucking country. Even though they said. The South was like, well, we're not going to play this movie because there's a black lead. And they're not playing a maid? So fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it, then. We're still going to make this bread. We're still about our money. Trust me. Black people will show up. They, they, they were like, trust me. There's, uh, trust me. There's more minorities than there are white people in this country. Still. Even to that day, there's more black, there were more minorities. Just and we'll come out. We will come out like it, as much as crab in the barrel, it crabs in the barrel that black people can be. Still, we will come out and support. It, it, it will come out and support the first. You know what I'm saying? We always want to come out and support the first. And so that's why this this fucking miniseries touched on all these subjects and did a fantastic job with executing all the subjects gay matter black matter asian matter they did everything right prostitute matter prostitute male prostitutes matter to everyone okay male prostitutes have their own things going on all right <laughs> and also we have also women 
how women were treated, not just in Hollywood, but in business, how every time a woman tries to start stepping up and actually start running shit the right way, there will be some dude that come in behind her or there'll be a group of guys that don't want to listen because she's a woman back in the 40s. And that's not, it wasn't fair. It was a piece of shit time. And I feel like what's sad is that shit can still be fucking relevant today. Why? How was that still relevant? It's just It just boggles the mind. It's just the mind boggles at this point, man. Like we, like I can count on one hand how many black actresses have won the lead actress role. I can count on one hand. I mean, black actors have won the lead in acting roles. Asians. I, I can probably count that in one. I don't even think. Has that even happened? Now I got to go back and now I got to do some homework. That's crazy, yo. It's just. It, it was amazing. It's amazing to watch. And so if you haven't watched this show, I've almost spent 40 minutes talking about this. This is how good this show was. It's only seven episodes. Okay, so that's the show for today. Um, Also on Netflix, I don't know what's been going on, but I've been on this Viking kick lately, probably because of Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out. Um, But uh, I've been on this kick lately, man. I've been watching um, Last Kingdom. I'm trying to get back into Last Kingdom. I've been watching uh, Vinland Sagas. Saga. I need to watch. The, I need to finish that off for tomorrow. Also, I'm talking about that and possibly um, Tower of God. We'll see how time constraint works. Um, I don't know yet. So, uh, right now, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, you guys had enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, open up your fucking minds. You know what I'm saying? And also, um, if I spoiled anything for you, my bad. I told you in the beginning, there's going to be spoilers. So, I did warn you. All right, I'm just letting you know. I warned you guys ahead of time. There will be fucking spoilers, but not you know, not too bad of a spoiler. So I hopefully wasn't too bad for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, still enjoy the show, man. Like I said, hopefully you guys go watch this show. Go watch this mini series. Hopefully coming out with another like another part of it because I think what they're about to tack what was about to be tackled. Um. What was about to be tackled is a very important subject also. So definitely go check it out. So with that, I want to say I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Cruising Podcast. Once again, where you can find the Cruising Podcast is on YouTube at Cruising Podcast. Also at um at um Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you need to get your podcast needs. That's where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Also where you can find me and also all the updates of the Cruising Podcast is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast, also at Twitter on Nice Town Finest. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow for anime and video games. Deuces!